Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Bobby. And this is our podcast where each month we present one another with a new challenge to improve our mental, physical, or emotional well-being. Or sometimes just to be competitive. Because Casey is ridiculously competitive about everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a challenge? Well, hello. Hi. Welcome to the October Is That a Challenge podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Bobby. And in the background, you have the soothing dulcet tones of the rainstorm, if you can hear it, and perhaps the lovely, slightly jazzy sound of our dog's toenails click-clacking on the wood floor because he hates the rain and also us, and he's just pacing back and forth. So if you can hear that, or if at any point in this podcast you can hear that, we apologize. Some interesting background music for this episode. Those are not happy tip-taps. Those are anxious <laughs> tip-taps. Oh, tippy-tappy, tippy-tappy. He's okay. <laughs> He's panting, which we just recently learned actually means that dogs are anxious. Like if they're panting and there's no reason for them to be overheated. It's just because he's anxious. So hopefully maybe the soothing tones of our voice will calm him down. Soothing. Maybe the soothing tones of our voice will calm our listeners down as we discuss our October challenge, which was learning a new language. This is the first challenge that we've done this season that um, we didn't actually let you guys do with us because <laughs> we didn't announce it in September. Um, but we decided that this was a really interesting challenge. We've been talking about um, maybe doing an episode on how to learn a new language and um, you know, Bobby uh, and I both speak conversational Spanish, I would say. Um, I can order some food. And we have both tried to learn languages beyond that. Um, at some point, I would love to be able to speak French, but my French accent is awful. Je parle un petit peu. It's so bad. And um, so I started that and then gave that up. But we really wanted to be intentional with the language that we picked and so that's why we decided to choose a language that's not often thought about which is american sign language yes i've actually always wanted to learn sign language even as a kid i just thought it was neat yeah yeah what was neat about it uh just i don't know it's not i mean you're including people that don't have the ability because like language as we typically think of it you know it's like a very vocal auditory thing, thing, auditory yeah. yeah and so um to include individuals that don't have the ability to do that at all um i just i thought was neat and uh yeah i had no idea what you had ended up because i'd never looked into it but what you ended up figuring out about the history of it um, was made it even neater, and uh, yeah, it's just yeah, that's interesting. It's a good I tool. I had never really thought about sign language growing up. I think that at some point in elementary school, we did learn the um, ASL alphabet, and then I promptly forgot it. And so when we relearned it this time, I think I had some like vague muscle memory of like being a ten year old and being able to do American Sign Language, the just the alphabet, but um. Um, like that was, I think my only 
experience with it. But then recently, you know, living in DC, we're like, what, five or six blocks away from Gallaudet University. Yeah. And so, um, which if you haven't heard of it, it's the um, setting for the Netflix show Deaf University. Um, And it's a historically, um, as it says in the title, Deaf University. Um, They do have hearing, hard of hearing and deaf students, I believe, that all attend. Um, But because we live in this area, we're surrounded, you know, several of our neighbors are deaf or hard of hearing. Um, many of the employees that work in like our local Trader Joe's, for example, are um, college students that go to Gaidet and, and speak primarily through, through sign language or communicate primarily through sign language. Um, and a lot of the coffee shops around here from the Starbucks to um, Peregrine Coffee, which is a local coffee shop, hire um, and promote deaf employees. And so there are obviously ways to communicate with all of these people. Um, through like writing um, and, and things like that. But we thought it, I thought it would be really cool to just start learning some basics to be able to communicate within the community that we live in with their method of communication instead mm-hmm. of making them accommodate us. Um, and I'll admit in 30 days, I did not learn as much sign language as I wanted to, but um, I think it's a good start, and it's another one of those challenges that will add to the list of things that we're going to continue on past just this month, I think. Well, I'm on not the opposite uh, side of that, but I, I feel like just thinking about everything that was covered, I feel like we have covered a fair amount. Um, but, I mean, there are certain things that I remember going over that I do not remember mm-hmm. the sign for. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of struggle through the alphabet. Ready? But... Let's see who can do the alphabet fastest. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. A, B, C. No, that's cheating. Just because they okay. can't see you, I can see you. God can see you. Done. Ready? A, B, C, D. No, I messed up. D, E. See, you have to say it too, otherwise they're not going to know. I'm signing it. You have to say it as you sign it and we'll see who can go through fastest. Okay. Like, don't, well, I want to watch you to make sure you don't cheat, but I trust that you won't cheat. A B C D E F T H I J J K. Stop. Let's You're going it. to Let's beat me. Let's do it for real. Okay. I know. That's why I want to do it. Okay. Ready? Everybody face this way. Rowdy face this way. Bob face this way. Rowdy always face Okay. This way. So you have to be making the signs and if you mess up, you have to start over. Oh gosh. And we're going to see who can get through the whole thing. Okay. On your mark. This is so unexciting for people listening to this. Yay for you. <laughs> See if you can do it. If you know American Sign Language, maybe you can beat us. We're all going to do you this You might together. even be able to look it up and finish it before we finish. <laughs> I'm going to finish it, and I'm going to be the fastest. Ready, go. No, stop. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> On your mark. You can't be starting already. Put your hand down. On your mark. Get set. Go. A, B, C, D, E, F. G, H, I, J, K, L, N, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, no, X, Y, Z. Ha! I win. I did not, I didn't start over when I made mistakes, but I won. Yeah, you lost because you I irritated the dog. Um, anyway, now I'm sorry. You can turn back and face me, loser. No, I'm just going to keep staring at this wall. Okay. So, um, anyway, (laughs) 
let's talk a little bit about how we learned the alphabet and other things. Um, well, I think it was really handy having the, the videos that you found, the kind of modules, tutorials, um, that I honestly, like, were really well laid out because, you know, it had the intro, and then after, like, the first couple of videos or first couple of modules, at during a given module, as we were learning something, I would think to myself, oh, you know what would be really neat to, like, add on to this or learn next would be how to start a conversation or say my name is, and then that would be the next module. And so, like, mm-hmm. every time that I thought, oh, you know, like, this makes me think of this or this, like, that is what would be next. So I think they laid it out really well. Um, and to be specific for the people who want to follow our steps, they, in that sentence, is guide at university. So we went to their website and we um, signed up for their free intro to ASL course. And that's the videos and the modules that Bobby is referencing. Yeah. Um, I think that having, using videos like that, uh, but the, then also being able to practice with each other um, was just as important mm-hmm. as doing the videos. So the course has, I believe, six different modules, um, and it goes through kind of an introduction to sign language. It goes through um, introducing yourself. There's a, ses- a section on the alphabet, and then there's some basic vocabulary for how to identify a person, some basic verbs like sitting, standing, walking, um, how to identify if someone is deaf, hard of hearing, or a hearing person, um, and then different um, sort of, I would say, like um, communication, what's the word, identifiers or markers. So like how do you get someone's attention if they are deaf, right? Um, Like what is the proper way to initiate a conversation with someone? Um, Things like that that are important beyond just having the actual vocabulary. And what was also cool about each module is that periodically throughout the videos, they give you practice opportunities where you can actually have a video of yourself making the sign so you can see the the um, model or the teacher signing and you can sign and both videos are on the screen at the same time so you can compare and make sure you're doing it correctly. Um, and then they also have quizzes throughout where it'll say which of these is the appropriate sign for woman and you'll watch and select. Um, we went through that and that took probably over half of the month to get through the six modules. And we just did one section at a time. Um, There are multiple sections within each module, obviously, in order for it to have taken that long. I would say you can do it much faster. You could probably go through an entire module a day and get Mm -hmm. it done within a week. Um, We just didn't know that going in, and so we we took it really slowly. But I think that was nice because, for the most part, I think I've retained what we learned. There are some signs I definitely need to review. But um, that is really, like, that's such a good place to start if you're curious about ASL, I think. It's free, it's quick, it's easy, um, and they did a really great job. Beyond that, once we finished those, um, Kaidat University also has just, like, general videos that are, like, um, three-minute long videos about the weather. And so it'll show you the sign for sunny or rainy or cloudy or snowy. Um, those I felt were less helpful 
because it's a lot of different signs getting thrown at you, maybe 10 or 15 new vocabulary words in like a three minute video. And um, there wasn't a lot of context. And, you know, I think what something that I struggled with that it would have been great to have like an actual teacher to talk about is um, I don't know like how specific you need to be about different signs. Yeah. Um, There are some that it's like, like, for example, if you have to shake your hand back and forth, sometimes it seems like you really need to do that twice, exactly twice or exactly mm-hmm. three times. Other other things, it seems like it doesn't really matter as much, like yeah. how many times you do the motion. Like, um, for example, to say what in sign language, you hold your hands out, palms turned up, fingers spread, and you shake your hands from side to side. you can do that as many, you can shake your hands from side to side as many times as you want. That sign is always going to say what, Mm -hmm. right? But then there are other signs, like for example, the sign for boy is taking your pointer finger and your thumb up to your forehead and then pinching your fingers together. And it seems like that could easily be like one sign if you pinch your fingers twice, but a different sign if you pinch your fingers four times. I don't know that that's the case or not, right? Yeah. So that there was some detail in there that I feel like I was missing. Yeah, well, and that's it became that became apparent pretty quickly just because the different um, individuals that were uh, signing in different videos, you would see the same sign, but there would be a slight variation. Right. Yeah. Everyone has, just like you have your own way of saying words out loud, mm-hmm. everyone has their own way of creating signs with their hands. Yeah. Um, and even the construction of sentences, so questions, you know, in English, I would say, what is your name? Mm-hmm. In sign language, you can say, what is your name? Because English, English speakers and English um, communicators will understand but technically, to be like in proper American Sign Language, you would say, your name, what? Mm-hmm. Right? So you, you would, that's how you would order the signs, is you would do the sign for your, the sign for name, and then the sign for what, mm-hmm. instead of what uh, name, your. Yeah. Right? Um, so, some... Interesting. I kind of lost my train of thought because I was looking at the dog. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think some interesting like areas to continue to explore more. Definitely. For sure. And um, the last thing I'll say about trying to learn sign language from a video is some of the signs can get confusing because videos aren't mirrored. And so it's not like you're watching the sign be done backwards, but... Um, it's difficult to see someone across from you and do what and do what they're doing in the correct direction. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot because I teach yoga and I'm at the front of the room facing towards the participants in the class. So they're in the rest of the room facing towards me and I mirror them. So if I say, raise your right hand in the air, I want them to raise their right hand in the air, but I will raise my left hand in the air because then it looks like we are doing the same thing and it makes more sense to your brain, like spatial, spatially. Um, Sometimes it messes, some people it messes them up. Like Mm -hmm. it's interesting, but I would say the majority of people appreciate when um, 
someone is instructing them to like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with sign language, you can't do that. It's not possible to like mirror a sign. You have to do the sign correctly. So there were times where I was like, I wish I could just like, I need to just be standing beside this person to see a lot of signs. You know, it's like you circle your fingers around each other mm-hmm. or um, you move in multiple directions at once with your hands. And so there were times where I was like, I need to just be standing next to you to see like, which way does the left finger go? Which way does the right finger go? Yeah. And then I could get it. But looking at someone head on, I was like, I don't know what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely interesting. Well, and not only that, but uh, just being more aware of seeing people sign in our area. Um And just watching how, one, how, the, how they're using their body and their, uh, their facial expressions, which is another uh, key component. But, uh, yeah, kind of seeing the nuances in, in their own signs that I could pick up on and that I mm-hmm. knew what, what they were trying to say. I'm really only interested in sign language to communicate with one person, and that is Bobby, um, to communicate with you in our secret language that no one else can understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously lots of people in our area can understand, but um, maybe other places that we go, it'll be more secret. Yeah. Um, but right now all I can say to you is like, I speak ASL. Are you a man? <laughs> <laughs> Your name what? <laughs> Your name what? Uh, but we'll get there. We'll totally get there. And then it's like across the room, I'll be able to say, I think that man in the corner is a serial killer. Mm. And that would be pretty cool. And then we'll take He'll him have out. no idea. Yeah, and then we'll yeah. take him out. And it's, you know, starting to learn the fundamentals of sign language, I think is really cool because I, I didn't think about this, but obviously it's called American Sign Language. There are so many other languages that you can sign. Yeah. And there's French Sign Language, British Sign Language, and um, actually American Sign Language is derived from French. And so that's the language that it has the most commonality with. You would think that it's British sign language that like probably it came from England, Mm -hmm. but, um, actually like the history of it is that Thomas Gaillet was a teacher in, uh, France and, or he was, he was an American teacher. He went to France and he met, um, this like deaf man who had created the French school, for learning, um, for deaf children. He was like, I want to do that same thing in America. So they both came back to America and they established, um, the American school for the deaf, which is in Hartford, Mm. Hartford, Connecticut. Um, and then later established guide at university here in Washington, DC. Um, but because the heritage of ASL is in French, that's the sign language that it has the most commonality with. And so British Sign Language actually uses primarily two hands, um, whereas French and American Sign Language primarily uses just one. Mm-hmm. You have a dominant hand. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. It was also interesting that um, you are instructed to use your dominant hand for signing. You know, it, I just I thought that that was interesting. Um, and it feels like I appreciate a much more that as a left handed person. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just kind of open, opens it up and lets let you kind of not make it your own, but yeah, you don't have to like change what you're doing mm-hmm. to, to learn it. 
And the last thing I'll say is I think there are so many benefits of attempting to learn a new language, whether you become fluent in it or not, you know, like it, it utilizes a very different part of your brain. Um, it helps you obviously be able to communicate with a whole new set of people. Um, but also I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast earlier this week with, uh, his guest is a person named Noah Feldman and they were discussing Noah knows tons of different languages, like is, a like a polymath of language. And is that, that the word? Polyglot. Is that the word for knowing a lot of languages? Uh Oh, okay. Polyglot. Um, and they were talking about that, um, how, how he learned and the fact that he did not learn most of these languages as a child. He learned them in his teenage years and up through adulthood. So really like debunking that myth that you need to learn a language young in order to retain it and be fluent in it. I don't think that that's true. I think that's been disproven in lots of different ways. Although I still think it's important for kids to learn multiple languages. But anyway, um, he was talking about the greatest asset he believes for learning other languages is when you learn another language, you are speaking from the perspective of a person who doesn't have the same worldview as you right and so it's one of the most direct ways that you can put yourself into another person's lens and see things through that lens because you're literally communicating and speaking in their way instead of in your way Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really interesting that he was like you know this is a way that you can engage with a group of people and it doesn't mean that you are now part of that group it just means that you get to be a participant mm-hmm. in it and he was talking specifically about learning um, languages in the Middle East and how it helped shape his understanding of a lot of the conflict between English speakers and Middle Eastern people yeah. um, and I think that that's like I think that's a really cool thing that maybe we don't think about we're like it would just be interesting or it'd be neat or it's like a good learning opportunity or I want to like go live in Costa Rica and so therefore I need to learn Spanish right these are all the reasons that I think we think of for learning a new language but I think this is kind of an interesting addition is that it's just a good way to build empathy for people who don't have the same experience as you yeah um and to show that empathy by attempting to like communicate in a way that is not your natural way or like known way of communicating in order to be more inclusive of other people and not just be like, well, my way is the dominant way. Like it always, it just pisses me off to no end when people are like, you live in America, speak English, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, go away, leave me alone. Um, But also... No, like, why would we want to, why would we want to make things more homogenous than they already are, really? Like, why, why would we not at least attempt to embrace the fact that other people speak in different ways, communicate in different ways, have different values that are represented by their language than ours? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is more difficult. It's not as easy. It's more complex. It's not as simple. But I think there's a lot of value in that. And yeah. that is my soapbox for this podcast right on (laughs) i just think it's cool that uh as we continue to learn it 
you know, it, it provides a way to communicate in ways other than what we're used to, you know, and I think that just helps expand your, your mind and your ability to think and rationalize in certain situations. I agree. Yeah. So that is it. Let's move on Moving to on. November. November. What do you want me to do? Why don't you tell them? So in November, we are going to have surprise, surprise, a challenge where we're kind of doing our own things, but it's under the umbrella of building essentially building good habits around things that we want to do in our lives. So like uh, my example for the month of November is to dedicate time each day to learning to play the guitar. And so while it's not so much a challenge about can I learn to play a song by the end of the month or challenge Casey to play the guitar better or remember more chords, because um, hers is going to be different. It's more so, for me, going to be a challenge of carving out time for myself during the day to ensure that I am doing something that I want to do to develop myself into a better version of myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that really is a good way to encapsulate. It's like the challenge is... For one month, every single day for a month, can we commit to making time for ourselves to do something that we want to do? And so for you, that's learning guitar. You've had a guitar ever since we've met, and I've never seen you play it. And I'm really excited for you to start to learn. And I think that um, there are so many different, there are a lot of different reasons, I think, why it's difficult for us to make time for ourselves. For you, I think that you genuinely put other people before yourself so much that you forget, like you become an afterthought. And it's like, you make time for work, you make time for me, you make time for your family, you make time for the dog. Um, and then by the day, the time the day is done, it's like, well, I haven't had any time to do this thing that I want to do. And I think having a new hobby is such a great way to start to build, obviously, your skill in a new hobby, but also build that habit of I take time for myself every single day because it's new, it's exciting, that's motivational, but also you're really not good at it. You can't be around other people <laughs> while you're doing it. And so you have to be like, no, this is my alone time. My alone time is happening right now because you're not going to be in the room while I'm learning how to play the guitar, right? And so it, it cultivates that, that ability to carve out that space for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm amazing at putting myself first. I am like, fuck all of you people. <laughs> and I will take the whole day to myself. But I'm not amazing at prioritizing using that time wisely. Like, I can very easily binge watch all of parks and recreation for an entire day and not like go for a run or read a book or do something that is actually in line with my values and who I am when I am at my best. And, um, truly I know that one of the aspects of me at my best is that I am writing every single day. And so that's going to be my challenge in November is to start every morning with an hour of writing. 
Um, November is National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, which is a great way to uh, get a piece of work done. If, if you've not heard of it, you can look it up and there's tons of information on the internet about NaNoWriMo and how to sign up and all that kind of stuff. I won't be doing that because um, the word count is a little too extreme for me and I'm really not focused on getting work. Well, I'm not focused on the amount, like the, the quantity of work that I produce in this time. I'm focused on the amount of time itself, like from 7 a.m. to 8, 8 a.m. every single day, including weekends. Like for that hour, I write. And yeah. that is, that's the most important part to me. And sometimes in an hour, I can push myself to get 5,000 words written. Like, and other times, you know, I, it's, it's going to be 500. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the important part to me is just committing that hour every single day because I think that's how I'll get the work done. And also, I just know that that, it makes the rest of my day better. Yeah. Um, when I, when I start my day out like that. And so I think it's cool that we have two different challenges and for two different reasons in mm -hmm. November, but, um, that's not all folks, because we like to do things together too much to be doing things apart. So in addition to that as a challenge, we are also adding in a little kind of fun mini challenge, which is that for every day in November, Bobby and I will have to complete five minutes of we'll, we'll call it like core and mobility so um i think it's two minutes of holding at the bottom of a squat and then three minutes of holding a plank mm -hmm. one minute of a regular plank and then one minute of each a side, side plank on each side um and so we're going to keep track of this we might do it together some days we might do it separately some days but we're going to keep track of who completes their five minutes, their two-minute squat and three-minute plank the most days out of November. Maybe we'll both complete it every single day, and that'll be awesome. But the loser, whoever completes the least amount of days of their five-minute core and mobility, will be singing you a Christmas carol on our next podcast to get us ready and excited for December. Ooh, holiday season. It's upon us. Yes. Speaking of which, I hope you have an amazing Halloween weekend. The Williams family will be dressing as different variations of lions this year. I will be the head lion. Traditional lion. The yeah. well, the matriarchal lion. But you so have it's a... not traditional. I do have a mane. Yeah. Um, but I defy gender. As a lion. Gender norms. Yeah. I am a li I, I am that. a lioness, but I have a mane because I am the dominant lion. Mm. Rowdy will be making his appearance as a sea lion. Um, he's actually has a narwhal costume, but um, it's gonna break the tooth off of the horn. Break that. <laughs> I think he's gonna still have the horn, but it's okay. He's gonna be a sea lion, and sweet Bob, sweet gentle loving Bob, what? will be featuring. The dandelion costume. The best of them all. <laughs> will be dressed as a motherfucking flower. Yeah. It's a badass flower. So enjoy your weekend of dressing up. Enjoy responsibly, whether you're consuming candy or alcohol. 
and stay tuned for the end of November when we wrap up our last challenge of the year with making time for ourselves and also completing five minutes of core and mobility every single day. Yeah. Get out there and do it. Go. You sound so excited. Ready. Ready. Squat. Ready. Break. <laughs>